Hello, everyone, and welcome to Quest Lore, a family Lorcana podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Malcolm. I'm Emmett. And I'm Jen. And each week, we take a look at Lorcana from a family perspective. Our whole family loves playing Lorcana just like we hope you do. And today, we want to start off talking about how we do every week with how we played this week. Uh, we had our leagues back on Sunday. Jen, how'd they go? So, for me, they went okay. Um, I ended up, you know, I ended up going uh, one and two, um, which was fine, though, because it was fun. You know, I always have fun playing, even when I, you know, don't win. Um, Emma, how did you do? I did play. Yeah, it was just oh, that's us right. this week. Oh, I forgot. That's right. We, we let the kids go on vacation with Grandma yeah, was, for overnight, so yeah. it was just us. Yeah, so it was just us. So, I did okay. Uh, Matt, on the other hand. Yeah, so we're reaching the end of our season at leagues um and basically it's been a whole season for rise of the floodborne and when i walked in the, the shop owner smiled and he said hey guess what we've been we added up all the totals and i was uh two points behind the guy that was in second place and that was in second place and like three points behind the guy that was in first place so um, like really close so it was all really close we were the three highest ones so i'm in third place I'm like okay so i got i got up try to win uh, we've got one more week this week to go through the league but last week you know was a big big week for it uh, and wouldn't you know it i got drawn into playing against both the people that were ahead of me so fate was in my own hands i didn't have to worry about other people and i actually went three and oh this week i beat both of the guys ahead of me and so now those two are actually tied for first and i'm one point behind them so we've got one more day to play <laughs> on sunday with into the inkland in full effect um so all new decks all new strategies uh i'm, I'm freaking out a little to be honest <laughs> about what deck i should play what cards i should yeah play like we, yeah i know we were talking so, about it uh last night um trying to figure out like man do, does, does he play with the deck he's comfortable with that he knows how it works um or does he try something new because we're all so excited to try these new cards um and you know, but everybody else is going to be too. And so our only hope is that we research these cards well enough, more than our opponents, so that, you know, hopefully Matt can bring home that, that trophy. Because uh, he really wants that. Wait, it's, it's, pins. Not a, it's pins. We need the pins. Yes. And, and we like the pins, like, very, very much. We actually yeah. put them on our uh, gaming backpack. But so speaking of last night. Yep. Um, so... This is so, so as of right now, we are filming this on Friday, February 23rd. So at midnight last night is when the the new cards came out. Um, and so we actually, after we put the kids to bed, because they didn't have school this morning, um, Matt and I actually went to a midnight release draft party. Um, so where we got to draft, we didn't get home till 2 a.m. It was quite a late night. And both of us had to wake up early uh, for school or well, for work this morning. I had, I'm a teacher, so it was school for me. But um, but we pushed through and and it was a lot of fun. Yes, um, a lot of fun. Lots of new cards. Lots of new right. cards. And, you know, um, I know one of the things that I, I wanted to try the locations. I was really excited about it. I actually um, ended up pulling three, um, or no, and so one of them was a um, one lore, um, and then one was uh, two of them were two lures, and, um, and yeah, I really liked it. Like I really liked playing those locations, especially um, I can't remember which one it is, but it's one that it costs four to play, 
um, had a defense of seven and it got two more at the beginning of every turn, but then also for every card I had on that location, I got to draw a card at the beginning of my turn. Um, and the I asked Queen's Castle. Yeah. Queen's Castle. Queen's Castle, yeah. Yeah, that is, that is clearly like probably the, the best one out of that set. Yeah. If I would have seen that one, I might have grabbed it. I did not play any locations. I had locations in my deck. Uh, they all became eight. Um, <laughs> I don't think I ever played one. I destroyed plenty of them. Yeah. Um, there, there's one uh, steel card that can destroy location on site. I got to use that a couple of times mm -hmm. to, to make someone uh, not happy. Um, <laughs> hey, at least there wasn't any Maui's there. Well, that's well true. actually, Maui's. but there's a little Maui, <laughs> and that's actually what I use to get rid of my opponent's locations because there's a new little Maui that's the Hawk Maui. And so he only costs three and, and attacks for five. Is he lost? No, but he's reckless. So kind of just like the other Maui, so he's reckless. Except for no rush. Right. He doesn't have rush, but he does have reckless. And um, he attacks for five. And so, and, but he only has um, a defense of two. But that's great for attacking locations because locations don't fight back. Right. You don't get any, um, you don't get any um, attack towards you. So it ended up. You know, those cards ended up like working out really, really well for me. And and I like my favorite move I had was there's a, P, um, a Peter Pan card that every time you move him to a location, you earn the amount of lore at that location. So I ended up winning one of my matches because I had two, two lore locations out and I was moving Peter Pan between the two. And so I would start a turn. With basic, basically getting six lore without playing any cards. Yeah, it, it was really fun playing with new cards, like not really knowing what your opponent was going to be playing. Um, I was fortunate enough to actually win the yeah. event last night. Uh, I went three and zero. Jen still placed in the top eight. We both yeah. got a, a pack I was of seven, uh, I think. promo sleeves. Yeah. Um, and I got a bunch more packs that we opened up at home. Uh, I think our best pulls yesterday were. Uh, the Enchanted Robin Hood, and, and Jen, you got the... Not the Enchanted. Oh, not the Enchanted. I'm not sorry. the Enchanted. Not the Enchanted, no. <laughs> the Legendary, legendary. Robin Hood. And I pulled the oh. Legendary Kira, the Golden Kira. Yeah. I thought um, it was the opposite. And that, Robin, nope. and that Robin Hood did a lot of work. I know I won. I got a ton of lore off of him, because uh, he gets two lore whenever he banishes someone. Um, you get lore when you And banish. then when he eventually dies, I got to draw a card and replace him in my hand. That was great. I, I pulled off something I'll probably never play in the league where I had um, I had Trigger and Nutsy, the two um, uh, Vulture guards from, from Robin Hood. Uh, yeah, from Robin Hood. And they play off of each other. Like one gives you the other one plus one lore when they're both in play. And so I was able to like double the amount of lore I was getting off of that. I'll never play that in regular <laughs> before, but I played it last night a couple times. It mm -hmm. was great to get it off. Um, so kind of like the. Kind of like Fox and the Jets, though. No, 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 not quite. Um, more like Pain and Panic. Yeah, pain, like more that. like Pain and Panic. What is yeah. they do? Same thing. They give each other, one gives the other one more stats when it enters play. And I think, yeah. So that's how, how that works. Um, but we won't, even though the kids couldn't play last night, we are going to another draft tonight. They're coming along with us. Kids, are you excited? Yeah. Yeah, or are you excited? What do you hope you get? Hi, Hi, and Jafar. And Jafar. And more. And more. Okay. You know, I, I did pass up a Morph yesterday. I did too. It was it was hard. I wanted him, but I, I, I'm sorry, it's, guys. It's, I it's did the tricky part of the draft like that. Well, we're going to go through 
Um, so today's episode is going to be made up of two other segments. Uh, we're going to go through card anatomy. So we want to try to take it back to, hey, how do you play Lorcana? Hi, Zelda. This is Zelda. Um, <laughs> how do you play Lorcana? What is Lorcana itself? So we're going to take it, just break down a card. What are the parts of a card, of a character card specifically? And, and really take a look at that. Um, that's going to be the first segment that we've got today. The second segment is going to go through a couple more cards from Into the Inkland. These are all going to be common and uncommon cards that should be your targets during a draft. This is based on kind of just looking at the cards and from our experience last night. Um, so we'll have those as well. Uh, but let's dive into our main topic, which is card anatomy. Um, so, boys, I want you to kind of help us walk through what's on a Lorcana card. So this is Mickey Mouse. He's the big Mickey um, that's a legendary from set one. Uh, right at the top left corner, um, I've got, for those that, that are, are listening, um, you know, you can take a look at any of your Lorcana cards. They've all got the same basic structure. And right at the top left corner, uh, you've got a number there. Malcolm, what is that number? That is the cost and if it is inkable. Basically, how much ink you have to pay to play it, and if you can turn it into ink. Right. And what is ink used for? It is used to play other cards. And so, okay. if, if you can't see, basically, if it's inkable, it has almost like a wreath around yeah. it in gold. And if it's not inkable, it would just be like a solid circle or square or shape yeah. um, that would then fit. So, if you see that kind of wreath around the number, that's when you know it's inkable. And now, Emmett, um, right in the middle of the card over on the left there, there's some big letters. They're big, bold, and white. What is that? That is the class. No, the big, mm -hmm. bold. But What's number two? What's it say? The class. It's no, look on the left-hand side, Emmett. It says card name, but it's... That's what it is. That's what it is. The Mickey big Mouse. ones on the left, buddy, not the ones in the middle. Oh, wow. okay. So the ones on the left is the card name. So this is a Mickey Mouse playing with a wheel. He waves it up to do anything, even enter a, enter a field or to a enchanted workshop. It's a new Mickey Epic Rebrust. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a new video game coming out. So oh, excited okay. for. So yeah, that's the, that's the character's name. And you can have up to four of any card. You can have as many of the same characters you want. So that first name, Mickey Mouse, you can have as many of him as you want in your deck. But at Mickey Mouse, Brave Little Taylor, you can only have four of in your deck. And that's what the names kind of separate each other from. Also, when, when you deal with some of the cards that say, can you um, can you name the character that's on the top of the card, and if you name it right, you get it, like the Sorcerer's Hat can do that. All you have to do is say Mickey Mouse. You don't have to say Mickey Mouse, Grateful the Taylor. It's just the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and then, Malcolm, right under the name, little tiny symbol there. What is that? That is the ink color. Basically saying, what color is, or flat, or not flat, what type of card it is, like, like ruby, ruby amethyst, emerald. emerald. Right, yeah, so that's going to give you the color of the card. I mean, they're, they're, the color is also there behind the name, but that will give you the symbol of the color as well, right on the card there. Yeah. And you can only have, how many of those can you have in a deck? Um, you can only have two different colors. Right. Okay. So like I use a credit green deck. Right. At least for right now. Right. Uh, and then Emmett, now, what is that 
one that's right in the middle there. It's a small letter. It's the class. The card class. So what is the card class on this one? Okay, so first of all, it's at school. <laughs> Not class in school. No. It's actually like a, like an EIT class. <laughs> that's, class. That's, that's good. Yep, that's right. So this, so one, is... this one is a dream board and a hero. Right. So there are three different types of characters there are storyboards, keyboards, and floodboards. This one's a keyboard. We talked a little bit about floodboards in our last episode. And right. There's also a hero. And there's also ones like uh, kings and queens and princesses and princes and captains and pirates, pirates and tiggers. <laughs> yes. Tiggers are class. We, we just discovered Yeah. <laughs> like tiggers. Can't wait to, have to build a tigger deck. Yes. <laughs> And, just and like, the grammar, there is no grammar class, but I wish there was. Wait, oh, yeah, there should be a grammar class. I would there like that. Um, okay, so, and then, Malcolm, there's two numbers right over on the right side that are big, right in the middle of the card. What are those? Um, that is your strength and willpower. What strength? Strength is used when you like to banish a card. And strength, um, you need to use to defeat. The willpower, because your willpower is how much you have to, it's how much attack or strength you have to use to, to get rid of that willpower. Right, so this one would hit people with five strength, and that can take out people with five willpower, so five willpower, right? Yeah. So can it take out Bowie? No. Yes. But Bowie can take out him. But he'll take him out when he does. Yes, yeah. so, so if something like that happened where... Um, he was going up against another 5-5 five, five card, they would just trade. Right. And we'll get into combat yeah. in another episode. But we're just talking about what's on a card right mm -hmm. now. Uh, and then, Emmett, there's one more thing on this card I wanted to go over. And it's the it's most important the symbol. bottom right, it's the weird symbols. What are those weird symbols? Those are the four symbols. Those are the most important symbols. So if you get up, because when you restore them, you can do two things. So some cards, I mean three things. So some cards are just to do a three Like lava turning two arrows. Doing something against the power of the class. Um, you can attack with the strength. Or you can. Or you can quest. And if you quest, and if you get up, and when you quest. You get lore. You get lore. You can use lore and everything that could go up. And so what happens when you get to 20 and more? You win. Right. That's why so Before we move on, I just want to say at the very bottom, it shows what type of card it is, like what rarity it is. Yeah, so this one isn't a great example of that because this was like a special, this is a special promo version card. of a promo card that was given away at G23. This, 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 yeah. this next yeah. card I have on here has a symbol on it uh, for uncommon. Mm -hmm. Um and it's like the number of sides the shape has tells you like the rarity. The more sides in the shape, the more rare it is. So like a circle is common just because it's all one side. This is like a book, so there's two sides of mm -hmm. it. Uncommon. Like triangle for rare. Mm -hmm. uh, a diamond for ultra rare. And then a pentagon for what? legendary, a hexagon for enchantment. Yes. So. It is a quick way if you don't know the symbols, like just count like how many sides they have. This one they had to kind of weirdly fit in because how do you show something with two sides in a flat space? Mm -hmm. um, 
So this is Kit Cloud Picker. We're not really going to go too much into the card, but there was one other thing I wanted to cover inside of it. It's got that huge beige area inside of the card. We usually have a bunch of writing in it. Um, this one has something that says sky surfing, and that's got something metallic. Malcolm, that part that says sky surfing, uh, that's circled as number one, what does that mean? What is all that? That about? is the character's ability. You, every character has different abilities, and it just makes a cloud special. Every character? Not every character, but like <laughs> most. Many of them do. Right. So this one has the ability for sky surfing. So when you play it, you may return a chosen opposing character with two strength or less to their player's hand. This is one of the, the reason I chose this card is this is one you want to search for when you are doing That's a it. draft. Yeah. I used this one yesterday. Great success of really disrupting an opponent's turn. Basically, they lost their turn too because I played this and bounced their card back. Yeah. Uh, but then there's more words under that. Emmett, why are there so many words? Why are these words in italics? What are they? Um, it is the quotes and your. No, that, that, that was the question for, like, your, like, your, like, the, the schedule. <laughs> so, so, like, usually what, what are the quotes? Like, who usually says the quotes? Uh, usually the character, or for some other characters. They say something different. Well, usually it's either the character on the card, it's a quote that they say in the movie, or it's a quote that somebody else says about them. Or what? it's for the lore of the time. Or, right. Yes, or it's for the lore of the time. That's a card. This um, is from Tailspin. So this, so this is something... Like DuckTales. Yeah, from the ancient 90s. Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> so this is something that Kit would have said in Tailspin. Okay? Yeah. That is, woohoo, it's fun! Um... A lot of the other cards are starting to have more and more about searching for lore. Or this happened and we had to go into the Ink Clan. Or Ursula's searching for lore and we got to help her find some lore. Stuff like that. So we're getting the story of Lorcana um, through some of this text on the cards. And that's something I want to go into in future upcoming episodes is the lore of Lorcana. There's some videos you guys haven't seen yet. Um, there's some, there's really, they're really starting to kind of build out what this story is. Um, it's pretty but, cool because, like, you know, that's where, like, some of those, the characters that, you know, don't look anything like they do in the movie because they're floodborne or because they're, you know, it, and so it's the lore of why, you know, why did Cinderella turn into a fighter, you know, for a lot of these princesses um, are, you know, you know, much different characters than they're portrayed in the movie if they were Bloodborne, for example. And that's pretty cool to learn about. It's a TV show. A TV show that was kind of like... Kind of like DuckTales, but it had the characters from Jungle Book. So, like, Baloo was imagine, the main character. Imagine if Jungle Book was like... Wait, Baloo was the main character? Yeah. It was a great show. We will have to find it on Disney Plus so you guys can watch some episodes. Baloo yeah. was in it? Yeah. It's, in, it's related to DuckTales. Like, Baloo yes. was, like, the best friend with, like... One of the dots. I forget which one. No, we'll, we'll, we'll find some We'll episodes. find some and you can watch them, okay? okay? And then you can tell us how they work. All right? Okay. Sound good? All right. So oh, let's no. move on. We're going we're gonna to be going into some more in-depth onto some of the basics of Lorcana week to week. Now that Into the Inklands is released and we don't have more cards coming out at a constant clip, uh, we're going to focus back on the basics of Lorcana so that maybe you can help your kids uh, learn more about Lorcana and get them interested in playing as well. Um, or maybe if your kid finds this podcast, they can get you interested. Yeah, who knows? 
Uh, we really think playing as a family is great for Lorcana. So we really want to like help families play together. Mm -hmm. um, but it is still into the Lincoln release weekend. I'm sure a lot of people are playing uh, what's known as either a sealed event where you get six packs, you have to make a deck of 40, or a draft event where you get to pick cards from it. Uh, we did that last night. We've gone over that. Um, we want to go one more time on Into the Inklands, talk about drafting. What we're going to focus on, though, is common and uncommon targets for drafts. Can I tell you about what um, common and uncommon is? Sure, go right ahead. So, you know how Delta told you about the symbols at the bottom of the planet? Mm hmm So, the symbol. So that one was just an example. <laughs> no, Vicky, I mean. Um, right, so, yep. so if we go back to. So these are. Uncommon. Uncommon. If it's like a little book, they're uncommon. So, yeah, so if you've never collected anything, like most collectible things these days that are in some kind of blind pack or cards, they usually have a common. Common means that they are the most common, like that's what you're going to be most likely to find. And then uncommon or second, um, and then so on and so forth. So that's kind of, you know, like that common, in case you are a kid watching this and you don't know what the word common means, um, that's what the word common means. Common right. and common, common symbol is, is like a circle, like a little gray circle. Yep. So what we're going to do is look at some specific examples of what you should be looking for for each drop for common and uncommon cards um, when you're drafting this weekend or anytime you're drafting. So this is specifically for Into the Inklands. Um, so these are some one drops that you can look after. Now most one drops are pretty vanilla. You're going to find either they're going to have a strength of two and a willpower of two or a strength of one, willpower of three. And that's usually what you're going to find. Maybe there are some locations as well that are available. But here's two characters that do a little bit more, that are uncommon. Uh, you've got Chernobog Spallivers, the... Fantasia? Yep, Fantasia characters. Chernobog Spallivers, they... So one cost and inkable. It's got strength of two, willpower of one, and it has special ability of restless soul. So whenever this character quests, you may banish them to draw a card. It quests for one. So. The reason this card really works well in draft is because it replaces itself. Normally, your one-cost cards are only going to last one or two turns. So you can throw this down, then quest with it, get rid of it, or even attack it into something, like this Pluto right next to it, uh, to get rid of something. And then it can replace itself when you're questing with it. So it's got a special ability that kind of helps you get through your deck faster so you can see more of it. Um, when you're drafting, you don't always get a lot of card draw, so anything that draws a card is good. And, and the other thing, too, is that, you know, something that I found, um, something I found that I had um, a problem with last night in the draft was that um, I wasn't careful about making sure I had enough one and two drops. And that made beginning of my game very tricky. Um, so sometimes you're going to want to, um, and that's, you know, when we talk about our genie acronym, right? It's, you know, um, the essentials. It is essential to have a solid amount of one and two drops so that you can get a good head start on the game. Yep. You don't want to lose tempo and like being able to play something every turn. 
Uh, the second card on here is Pluto. He's uninkable, uh, doesn't have any strength, so he's not going to be able to take anything out. Has willpower of two, so he's going to go away really fast. But the special ability, uh, when you tap him, you pay one less for the next character you play this turn. So he's like a lantern on a bottle. Um, he also quests for one. Uh, so if you play him on your first turn, your second turn you get to play a three-cost card instead of a two-cost card. So if you miss uh, a two-cost card in your mulligan and you don't have that in your hand, like this can make you skip it to three. And even the three cards, like that difference between a two-cost two and a three-cost is like ginormous. Mm -hmm. So getting that three-cost one out really is great. Especially because there seem to be a lot of three-cost cards in um, in this in this um, release. Um, um, at least I had an overabundance of three yeah. drops and four drops. How much is that in well, we're gonna let's not talk about off topic stuff right now. <laughs> Alright, so let's go look at some two drops that are good to get. Uh, I had um I think I had both of these in my deck last night. Uh, the first one is Ida. Um she's Strength of two, willpower of three, quest for one, but the favorite thing is she's bodyguard. Bodyguards are great in draft because you're forcing your opponent to challenge into you to deal with the other stuff that's really a threat. Right? So, mm -hmm. uh, what's the bodyguard ability? Um, the bodyguard ability, so, basically, like, protection. So, when you play it, you have to... Do you have to exhort that one? You no, don't you have can to. choose to. You can choose to exhort them, but it's probably like a best if you do exhort them because if you like have like a Lilo and a Pinocchio out and you flush with them, you could probably exhort them so they're protected. Yeah, the only time you wouldn't exert it right away is if you have no other cards out. Yep. Yeah. So but if you have any other cards already out and you'd like to protect them, that's when you would exert it. You can exert it immediately when you play it, even when it's wet to protect those other cards. And the other nice thing about Kita is that um you know uh is that she's you know she's a decent power with have or just decent willpower of three, meaning that um it will most likely take a three power or higher to get rid of her. Yep. She's really she's a steel version of Simba from the first set. Yeah. Uh Simba was a great card to have. Mm -hmm. Every Amber deck played with her. Amber deck still play with her. I do. Play with him. Um, so Kita is a, is a steel version of that, just what steel needed for anyone that doesn't play steel, uh, is another threat they have to deal with so they can deal with them. Uh, the other card I have up here is Baboom. It's two costs, inkable. It deals two damage to chosen character or location. Being able to play this on your second turn and wipe out the opponent's first character is a great feeling. Um, they just Especially kinda, when they haven't even them yet. Yep, especially when they and then they look at you with those cold eyes, like you just ruined their day. It is awesome. Um, I, I had three of these in my deck last, wow. last night. Nice. I just kept using them and disrupting their whole turning situation. Uh, let's look at uh, some three cost ones. I did include the Cloud Kicker here because he is just that good. Um, he represents removal. There is very little removal in this set. Um, Things that do damage, yes, but these two are pretty much some of the only removal stuff in the deck. So first, hit Cloud Kicker, Strength of Two, Willpower of Two for a three cost. That's not great, but his ability to, when you play this character, you may return chosen opposing character with two strength or less if there are players' hand. If you're playing this on turn three, odds are the characters on board have two strength or 
four bucks. At least one of them. Yep. So you're going to be able to return a character to their hand, basically saying that their last turn meant nothing. It is great. Grab this card if you can get it. Rise of the Titans! Yes, the other one is an action. It's three, it's inkable. It's Rise of the Titans. You banish chosen location or items. Now... Yeah, the location thing. Like I said, you know, if, like two of the locations I had were only a four cost, but they had seven and nine willpower. To just be able to eliminate a nine willpower location with one three cost card is huge. Like it took, like it took people three cards. Like they basically wasted their whole turn just to banish one of my locations because I kept getting two lore every time. It can't get stated. No, it's not no, a song. It's not it's a song. It's just an action. But that's I used this card in my last match last night. The guy was playing locations, trying to get that passive lore. Um, I kept wiping them out with my characters. He finally threw down a Tiana's Palace, which had like a strength of nine, mm -hmm. a willpower of nine, yep. which is was going to take me like two turns to get rid of. The last, uh, then I do this. The last, yeah. Yeah, like, not lore. Yeah. What about lore? Yeah, I had two lore. That's what he's saying. Um, and then I do this and was able to just get rid of it. So definitely a great card to grab because people are going to be playing locations. It's unsure, like in a constructed tournament where you build your deck, will locations be a thing? Don't know. In drafts, there's going to be locations because there's going to be enough locations that people have to play them to get drawn to them. Mm -hmm. Let's look at four drops now. We've got Joshua Sweet, the doctor. He is a bodyguard. Strength is nothing at a one. Willpower at five is super high. And quest for two, this is a great bodyguard to grab. Same reason you grab Kita, you grab Joshua Sweet because he is going to protect your characters. And at a five willpower, he's going to be tough to deal with. Hey, Dad. Yeah. I just realized something. Good. When I opened my packs this morning, I got both each card. Oh, yeah? Oh, that's awesome. Wow, cool. Um, I used him yesterday. He worked out great. Uh, the other one I used was Ramatala, Keeper of Ancient Stories. She's four and inkable. Three strength, three willpower. Not anything to really write home about. But when you draw her, you play this character, and you look at the top two cards of your deck, you may put one into your hand and put the rest on the bottom of your deck in its order. So she replaces your herself when you draw her. Again, draw king is king in a draft because there's so little of it. And, you know, if you're pulling her on turn five, that's usually when you're starting, or, or you're, I'm sorry, when you're playing her on turn four, that's usually when you're starting to run out of cards. Um, and you or you're looking for those high value cards. So the fact that you get to choose, um, you know, between those between those two cards, um, that's great. Like it, it allows you to draw a card, but you're also you know you get to choose between the two. So, um, you know, if you get pull one dud that you don't really want, or maybe an uninkable, you can choose the second one instead. All right, uh, we're gonna go next over to. Five, and this is going to be our last set that we're going to look at uh, because really in drafts I have found that once I'm playing the five cost cards that's almost where I stop I'm no longer inking because I can't afford to ink because I'm no. running out of cards Agreed. because again there's been a lot of card draw so five is almost the limit you can get those other cards that are costing more obviously if you see a legendary man grab that right away yes but um, usually so, in, usually in drafts like you have 48 cards and you only have to play 40 so yeah. If you get a really, you know, high cost legendary and it's not as shiftable, just put it to the side and keep it for your deck. Now I had Akita 
and she was shiftable. So I kept her in my deck yep. because I had other kiddos I could shift her onto. Um, but these two uh, did wonders again yesterday. Yeah, um, I had that Don Carnage too. It was yes. a great card. Uh, the five cost Don Carnage, um, also from Hailton, uh, Prince of Pirates. Uh, he is a four strength, four willpower. He is evasive. He quests for two. Now, in regular constructed, he's just a little bit stronger of a Ray than, than Ray is from Rise of the Floodborne. But he does like, he quests for one less. But he's going to be able to take out almost any evasive, I think any evasive, in this set and still survive. Mm -hmm. uh, except for, I know, I think there's one Lost Boy that could take him out. But he can take them all out. Plus, he quests for two. He's evasive, so he's difficult to, to, to deal with. The common to grab them up. Uh, the other one is another bodyguard. Nanny. It's Nanny. It's protected sister from what movie, guys? Lilo and Stitch. Strength That's of three, good. willpower yeah. six, quest Lilo for two. Uh, so, so while I went three and zero in total um, rounds, uh, I lost one match. Um, and the reason I lost is because they played this card. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't deal with it. I didn't have enough on the board to get rid of it actually uh, make a recovery but so this is a great card to grab. So like Maui can six. take her out. Well, Maui can take her out. One, but he's he's not in. He's not in. He's not in. Well, he's, yeah, he's, not he's, not in he's not in Rhyme Land, so you can't play him in the draft. No. There's 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 a card that would take there are a couple cards that take her out in one hit that you might create. You might Billy Bones, uh, he's a strength of five, will power five will power will power five. Strength of six will power five. So he could take her out. And then I think the Firebird could take yes, her out Firebird as well. Uh, he would go down though mm -hmm. to it. So yeah, but that's but that's an easy but trade because it's only a one luring yeah. card. Yeah. Like I played a few of those last night to get rid of some of the big ones like this. So it's not impossible to get rid of her, but you know she's she's there. Yeah. Um. So those are the cards uh, based on our experience last night. Based on like looking through the cards, the ones that you should grab if you see them. Uh, again, my advice always grab them legendary. Legendaries first. And of course, them. of course, you know, if you see those big cards, if you see those, um, um, what are they called? <laughs> the Enchanted. The Enchanted. If you see an Enchanted. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, you absolutely grab that. You grab the Legendary. Um, you know, even, um, even what's the next one down from Legendary? The Super Rare. Super Rare like, yeah, you can grab some of them. I think there was one I, I, I did pass on, like, there was the guy next to me was drafting. He was like trying to decide between two cards. Uh, I think one was Don Carnage, and the other was the uh, super rare Magic Mythic spell. Mm -hmm. Oh, the cost, one that I got. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she costs seven. She's uninkable. Yeah. The special ability is you get lore, uh, the same amount of lore as an item cost that's on your field. Um, but like, that is useless. Yeah, you're like never like, gonna get seven ink. Like he, he was like, should I take it because it's a super rare? I'm like. I mean, you could take it because it's going to be it's going to be harder to get. But I'm telling you right now, you might as well just set it aside right now. You're not using it. Don't use it in this draft. It will be just sitting in your hand and take up space. Yeah. So especially since it's uninkable. You know, it depends on where you are in the draft, right? So yeah, I just make some of your own decisions. I understand. Like we're all selecting. We all want to get those cards, but uh, it, at the end of the day, it becomes up to you. And that's so that's everything we talked about with draft. We're excited. We're going to be drafting tonight. Yeah. All four of us. Um, going to be a lot of fun guys yeah. uh it's going to be a long night though so yes. be prepared for that um if you want you know you guys can use our new uh 
puppy sleeves, the promo sleeves we got from, from winning yesterday. Um, I they're not great sleeves. They're, they're, they're good for a draft. Sure. Yeah. Not, they, they, don't, they don't hold up, unfortunately. No. no Is it trivia time? Um, hold on. Well, uh, now is the time. Uh, first, do you guys have any questions you want to ask us about any of the games maybe that you missed this weekend or anything like that? Not really. How are you? Okay, great. Uh, I don't have any questions in the email bucket. Oh, we forgot to talk about playing the trivia. Oh, that is one thing. So every week I grab one of these questions from this trivia box back here. It is the Disney Family Trivia. The magical world of Disney trivia. Yes. Beautiful packaging. Like, and uh, so last weekend, because we were playing with these cards, uh, the kids wanted to play it. Uh, actually play the game and see what it's like. So we actually went through and we played it and... Mom um, won. Nope. No. Malcolm won. No, Mom. Dad won. Dad, oh, Dad won. No, I didn't. I won second, remember? Yeah, I was Dad, behind. It was close, though. And so it actually turns out it's it's very similar. Like, it has very similar game mechanics to the Trivial Pursuit that any of you that are our age, I'm sure you played a ton in the 80s and 90s if you yeah, had, you know... barely making Anymore, no, they're not. But like, it was really big back then, especially if you had trivia loving parents or yeah, I mean, dad, like I did. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we played it all the time, and so it kind of works like that. Where, but instead of pie pieces, it has just like these little like wedges that kind of go into your markers. But the trivia questions are kind of like that, but they don't really have categories. It just seems to be random. Yeah. Yeah. There's no there's no rhyme or reason to any of these categories. Just there is a little bit. Too much sometimes about like high school musical sequels and random <laughs> uh, other like car sequels. So be prepared to deal with that. But then every once in a while, you get thrown a bone like, who plays Maui? Stuff like that. <laughs> so it really, uh, and the kids did, were doing great. very great. They were keeping up with us. Uh, it's just you can't compete with the brain over here. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's I just was, how it I works. I was way ahead, and then I just could not land on one of the color spaces to get that one last color. And so. Matt ended up pulling ahead. Yeah, I think I went on just a streak there at the end of getting. Yep. I think I got like a few questions too, so that's uh, what happened. Yeah. Um, for those of you with younger children, it's actually a whole set of cards for kids. It's got pictures um, instead of With pictures and stuff yeah. on them. Uh, we're tempted to open it because the front package, the, the picture that we can see has uh, Amber, Amber from, from Sophia the Hearst, the greatest cartoon ever made. Um, I will stand by it. It is, it is the Taylor Swift of Disney cartoons. That is my stance. That's what I'm saying here right now. You cannot fight me on that. It is. Um, yeah, it is. Louis yeah. is a tail of Louis is like Post Malone, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you mean this is his sauce? All right. So let's get into the trivia questions again from this big, beautiful box. Uh, starting with that banger in Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, Karina Smythe was jailed because she was believed to be a what? Witch. Witch. Wait. That is correct. <laughs> I was going a different way. Um, what song did Miguel sing to Mama Coco oh, in the film? Remember me. Remember Coco. me. That is correct. I've actually watched the ukulele at school. How to play it. Oh, so right. cool. That song? Wait, this one, for Jen, most likely, what is the name of the Muppet Show band? Oh, oh No, it's got a guy's name in it. 
I know. And I can picture him. It's not going to come to me. It is Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. All right. Because it's the Disney card that I pulled for this trivia, how many films are in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise? Five. Five. That is correct. In the film Finding Nemo, Sheldon is a seahorse classmate of Nemo's who is intolerant to what? So what is Sheldon intolerant to? Water. Water. <laughs> Not wait. Correct. She's, she's water intolerant. <laughs> it says H2O, by H oh, the way. Oh, that's right. It's H2O intolerant. I forgot. H2O. That's how it is. Yeah. All right. So that's our episode. We got a little bit shorter this week because we do have to eat dinner. We do have to get to that draft because we got to get them cards going. Thank you so much for listening or watching. You can find us as Questlore on any podcast service. If you have any questions, please send them to questlorequestions at gmail.com. There's a link in the description to email us. You can also find a video version of this podcast on YouTube at Questlore. Please like, subscribe, follow, comment. However you interact with your media, please feel free to do it. We have been your family guys through Lorcana this week. Thank you so much yep. for watching. Have a great week. And now to all the lucky rabbit for Lorcana. <laughs> Good luck getting those cards.